Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. It took me a second to remember the subtitle <laughs> for the film. I, I've never, I'm not referring to it as that. Everyone's just calling it the D&D movie, even though there's been like three. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. We're going to talk about the D&D uh, movie that came out this past week, uh, and we will be spoiling it. So I'll give you a warning up top spoilers uh but we won't spoil it until we get to the review portion as always uh probably if we're, if we're on our best behavior um but anyway so dylan let's hear about your news all right so all of my news this week it, we we got like super bowl level trailers for some reason i know um, like i feel like we've been like super uh what do you call it light on trailers yeah um, for the past couple of weeks but everything well, came is, out this week Mario's coming out and everything wants to be in front of the Mario movie because oh. it's expected to be a huge hit financially. Mm. So like whenever a movie's gonna show up, you know, in front of the trailers of a theater, normally they put it online a couple of days before. Right. And the that Mario actually Mario comes out tonight, right? Or tomorrow. Yeah. Those, it's those it's midnight an, it, those midnight showings. Right. Um like, welcome back to welcome back to ten years ago. Yeah, I'm confused. Or longer than that. <laughs> of all movies also. Um Right, a children's movie. <laughs> yeah, um, there must be a big secret. We'll see. Daisy Ooh. shows up. Um, they could okay. Um, okay, but that's not the reason for this trailer because the first one is a TV one. Um, but we got a first um, full trailer for um, Secret Invasion, the next uh, yes. MCU TV show. This one comes out on June 21st, so not too far away at all. Um and we got like a fresh synopsis with it as well, which we didn't have before. It's um, Nick Fury learns of a clandestine invasion of, of Earth by a secret invasion. Uh, no, a clandestine invasion. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my favorite um, Marvel event. Go ahead. In case you don't remember, Nick Fury is has been off world doing some scroll stuff, you know? Um, yes. So we haven't seen him in a long time, actually. Um, but he learns that there's gonna be an invasion of like some some scrolls, like a different faction of scrolls, like the I guess bad ones. Some <laughs> the bad scrolls. Yeah. On Earth. So he teams up with uh Everett Ross, Maria Hill, and Talos, who is also from Captain Marvel. Remember? Ben Mendelssohn. Um, yeah, exactly. Um uh it says race against time to thwart an imminent scroll invasion and save humanity. Um okay. which I don't I guess that like does like accurately depict what we got, but I liked that the trailer was like, I don't want to say dark because it's Marvel, but not as like goofy as some of the other Marvel things we've seen. Right. It know? wasn't. It was, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, um, I don't know. I don't know what to equate it to because it doesn't feel like many other Marvel properties that we've seen. It feels, um, pretty different, which is exciting. You just, it, it feels more in line to me with like Winter Soldier and sure. Black Widow and, like when the movies that maybe take themselves a little bit more seriously, you know? Right. Absolutely. Anyway, is this a, I thought for some reason, I thought this was like a limited series or like a, like a series on Disney plus, or is it a film? It to is. Disney plus. Oh, okay. It's a series. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, But it looks like, I was just saying it looks like it kind of matches yeah. that tone a little bit, but yeah, um, it does. You're right. Uh, yeah. So that's a little refreshing because I feel like a lot of the MCU things we've got gotten have been really like goofy and jokey, which like, yes, ha- has its own place, but of course, but like it can run its course, you know, and that can be, you know, I, I feel like I've noticed, I, I might just be reading into things, but I feel like I've noticed uh, sort of less people being so hyped up about every new Marvel thing than they used to be. Like, yeah, the Marvel fatigue is real. Right. Like it used to be like a ubiquitous excitement. Everybody was excited about the new Marvel trailer. Everybody, you know, yeah. and now it's not. I will. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I will say, I feel like this is like low on the like excitement level. Like there's no like frame to share. It's like, Oh, this person or like, right. Like I think roadie showed up and yeah, like, I mean, that was a, cool. a Nick Fury show, but it's not like, um, the she Hulk trailer, which will get like everyone talking because of the CGI or like the Falcon and winter soldier. Cause he's becoming captain America. You know, it doesn't seem like it's the big right flagship Marvel title, but it seems like a show that, I would watch regardless because it's like a cool espionage. Um, I think that mixed with shapeshifters seems like a really cool recipe. You know, I do too. I think I think the trailer was really good. I I hope people actually watch it. Um, I hope people um come away from it being excited like we are. 
Yeah. I'm excited to see Amelia Clark is um they confirmed that she is Talos's daughter, the little uh scroll girl from Captain Marvel. Um so that's confirmed and then um I don't know, it seems like a basically a continuation of Captain Marvel, which I know is like probably a trigger <laughs> a trigger phrase for some people, but yes. it, it seems like that's like the required viewing before this one. Good. Go watch um, it. That show was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Um but I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I, uh, I thought it was good. I think it's I'm, honestly um, on paper, it would be one that I'm not that excited for. Like, but we but, are a simp for Olivia Coleman. Collectively, that, you and I, I mean. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like it's one you'd have your eye on anyway, just in case, you of know, course. for Olivia, of course. But uh, live to her friends. Oh, of um, course, yeah. Yes. Um, but like just a, a Nick's a Nick Fury story um is on paper to me less exciting than another Marvel property might be something new um uh, and potentially more exciting, quote unquote, right? But the trailer really delivered, so I'm here for it. Yeah, it looks good. We're down. We'll talk about absolutely. Okay, next one. Um uh, we're we're gonna switch gears to DC for a little bit. So okay. um the Blue Beetle trailer came out um, over the weekend, and um, this is the movie with like Jaime Reyes, not the yes. Ted Cord Blue Beetle. We've talked about it a lot on the show because it's basically been in like production hell, um, having been completed a while ago. And it was I was going to say sh- like I forget how long ago, but like it's been done for a bit, yeah. Yeah, and it was originally shot for HBO Max, um, right? But then Discovery was like, no, we're going to cancel Batgirl. We're going to move this to the theater. So it's like. It's been kind of like tossed around a lot. Um, but we finally got our first trailer. You and I have been skeptical about whether or not we'll ever see this. Um, I I know. I remember very recently saying that I don't know if I'm ever <laughs> going to see this movie. It seems likely that we'll see it, it now, does. at least. Um, but I'll, I'll start. Okay. With yeah, the go trailer. Ahead. I have like, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this one. Okay. I do too. Um, I think. I got the feeling from the trailer that it's like aimed at children, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a bad thing at all. Uh, it's just like I can recognize what maybe it's not necessarily for me. It looked a little like Power Rangers E or like. Um, right. It looked, kids. It, it looked uh, kind of low end on the effects as well. Like um, it looked like it was made for TV. In yeah, my it, opinion. Did. it did. It looked like it was made for it looked like it didn't have that big screen budget. Um and it looks like TV, you know, it looks like it's got TV quality jokes. Um, you know, it looks like we've seen it, I feel like, because he gets the scarab and then becomes a superhero and someone wants the scarab, but and then he, and then he succeeds and wins and is Blue Beetle. Yeah, I think that's the movie. Um, yeah, and that's fine. Like, like, yeah, but 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 that is what people who don't like cape stuff have always said these movies are. You know what I mean? People who are always dismissive of Cape Kino <laughs> yeah. will will say, "Oh, it's just this, this, this," and it really it does it does look like that. It appears that way, um, but like I that said, that doesn't mean like, it can't be good. I thought the trailer yeah. did have its good points. Yeah, it, look, it looks fun, in my opinion. It does. It, um, it looks like a good time. It looks like a TV show I'd watch. Yeah, and I'm happy. Like I'm like. Like, it's really cool that we're finally getting more, like, representation, you know, especially yes. within DC. Um, it's unclear whether or not this fits into the new DC universe or not. Um, if I, I know guess, it doesn't, Dylan. I think it at least benefits from appearing to be standalone, like, not yeah. cameo from, True. like, Wonder Woman or something like that. That would, like, anchor it to the Zack Snyder universe. So right. I if I had to guess, I would say if it's well received and makes money, it will be part of the new DC universe. And if it's not, then they'll be like, oh, it was not. It was made before that. It was never going to be, you know? Um, so it's kind of like ambiguous at the moment. But I don't know. I hope it's good. It looks like I'm wondering if they set it up for disappointment um, by putting it in theaters. I know I'm like team theater always, but like yeah, but sometimes when you see a when you see something that is not great in the theater or doesn't have that theater sheen to it, you know, 
Yeah. It feels like a fathom event. You know? Exactly. When, when, when we went like to go see action. like Batman the animated series, whatever. Or but <laughs> yeah. not the animated series, I'm sorry. The, the killing, killing joke. joke. Excuse me. Yeah, the killing joke. Like that definitely felt like that this was, was not mm. well that one was also terrible. Um there's no <laughs> saving grace with that, but yeah, it's not good. Effects wise and action wise, it's like like you said, it's way more noticeable on like a fifty foot screen. So I'm like I'm worried that if maybe it would be better served on HBO Max where it was like made to be, but I don't know. This better yeah. be good having canceled Batgirl. I'm gonna say that every time. But if you cancel one and, and green light one, the the one that you went with this better be, be this good. better be good. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't scream great, but I mean it screams fine. I could see kids really loving this. Um, oh yeah, I hope this so, costume's anyway. cool. Yeah, for I mean, it's kid cool is what I mean. I should say like, if I'm if I'm ten, that's awesome. Yeah, there was a Susan Sarandon jump scare in it too. I didn't realize she was in the movie. <laughs> Me neither. Like, oh, and she was in it for like a second, and she's like the villain. Um, so that's cool too, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have much else to say about that one. It's When's it coming out? It comes out Sometime? August 18th. So pretty soon as well. This summer. Okay. All right. Yep. It's Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I like that they had the thing at the end with the what comics to read for it. I like that you DC know, keeps doing that. That's really cool. That is nice. That is nice. Come on, Marvel. Keep Seriously. Up. Um, although I feel like if you read the Secret Invasion comic and then watched the show, you'd be like, what the heck? This isn't where the Avengers, you know? Yeah, if they if they pulled that, but could, so t- you could two weeks before Fury. two weeks before this comes out, uh, the the Ninja Turtles movie comes out. Do that you one think, I'm hype about. Me too. Do you think Do you think Blue Beetle will dethrone Ninja Turtles? You think after two weeks it's possible? Yeah, after two weeks, I think they have a chance. Does There's anything nothing, come out that day? Nothing. Okay, cool. Well, I, well, okay, nothing to talk about. Movies have come out in August. It is like after like the big window, but things like Guardians comes out in August, uh, the last couple, and do really well. So first Suicide week of Squad. August is Turtles and the Meg Two. Ooh, Meg Two. The first one was a big hit. I don't know. It's a megalodon. I feel like there's there's more competition with Meg Two, but I don't know. We'll you think see. so? Really? Both of those. Those are cannibalize each other. I feel like I don't know. I feel like the Venn diagram of turtles and Meg fans is like there's like <laughs> a lot of overlap. Oh, you think so? I think there's some overlap. Yeah, it's both like animal adventures. You know, <laughs> is that where we're, is that the the genre classification for the Meg is animal adventure? Yeah. Okay. If I'm someone came in and said the Meg is my favorite film, you would <laughs> guess that they probably like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I have no, I have nothing to back that up. This, what, you feel, have no okay? data for that. Nothing at all. Just a feeling. I mean, and no shade at all because I like the mech. So and Ninja Turtles. Nah, not a Turtles fan. But but, you, but this new one's going to be good. It looks good to me. Yeah, saw a trailer for D and D. But anyway, what else you got, Dylan? Okay, so we got another uh, one that you and I are very excited about: Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yes, this one comes out June second. Um, mm-hmm. Also this summer. This summer is going to be great. I'm very excited. Um, and this is like the first uh, full trailer. Yes. That um I, I mean, mean I need... the previous trailer was like a minute and a half. Like that's that's a teaser. Oh my god. Just like the next one we're gonna talk about is also a teaser, even though Stop. it's pretty long to me. Um anyway. <laughs> yeah, go on. It is an official trailer number two. But um this one gave a lot more of like story, I feel mm-hmm. like, because it seems like Miles is uh introduced to the Spider-Verse like network and he's at odds with something that I'm not sure exactly, but they weren't accomplished. They implied that he had to sacrifice someone he loves to save the whole Spider-Verse universe or something like that. And yeah. he's like, no, I can do both. So it seems like that's what the story's about. Uh, Miles V Spider-Verse, which seems really cool to me. Um, it looks really of- good. I mean, it's uh, there was a lot of um, cameo tease type stuff. Mm-hmm. We got to see a lot more of 2099, Miguel O'Hara, I should say. Yep. Um, yep. That was exciting. I, I, and as expected, it delivered, right? The trailer looks great. Yeah, the animation is just like even better than the first one. I know. Um, We've even, waited so long. It's it's weird because like other things have come out since the first Spider-Verse movie. 
emulating their sort of gimmick and not doing it as well that I've forgotten how good this looks. True. You know, like, oh, this is how you do it. Agreed. But it looks real good. It seems like things are catching on. We know we talked about it a little bit before, but like uh Puss in Boots, which I know has no right to be good, but it had this it emulated the animation style and it was like it looked really good and turtles and I don't know. Um there was like the one line in here, Michael, that everyone's talking about. Um where Miguel names name drops uh Earth one nine 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 nine, which is yes. otherwise known as the MCU. Um he Ooh. said he calls out like a nerd and Doctor Strange for messing with the universe, with the multiverse, aka the events of Spider-Man No Way right. Home. So it's cool That's that cool. Sony's like tying in that. Do you think I think I still think we're gonna get some kind of cameo from Tom Holland, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, something like a live like that. action one? That I haven't decided upon. I would love that. I would think it's so cool because they all have different styles, you know. It wouldn't it almost wouldn't make sense if they were animated. Right. It would make um, sense if they were live action. But then if they're live action, you would think some other spider people would be live action and that kind of breaks it too. So I'm I'm okay either way. Um but I, I think we're gonna get it. I feel confident predicting okay. it. I they wouldn't call it out in the trailer. I agree with you. I think it look I, I think that's a, a strong that, that's as close to a lock as you're gonna get. Absolutely. Um I don't know. This is like it looks great, man. It's coming out in June. Most... June, dude. June is a June is a big month. Um, it so is. week week one of June, you have Spider Verse and the Boogeyman, which I'm looking forward to the Stephen King movie. All oh, right, yeah. Following week, you have Transformers, which I don't care about, but Transformers has no shot, right? So it's coming out the week after Spider Man. It's going to be number two behind Spider Man, and then the following week is the Flash. You think? Yes, I think you might be wrong about that. Oh, you're probably right. Um, but either way, Transformers will have one week because then the Flash comes out, and then the Ugh. following week um, is Indiana Jones. Wow, that's a lot of like gargantuan releases. It's a big, um, big month. It's like Warner Brothers' biggest movie, Disney's biggest movie, Sony's biggest movie. You know, yep. like. But okay, I'm hoping. I know I said I think you might be wrong, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. I hope you're right because the first Spider Verse didn't do very well. Um, yeah, but, but Transformers it, like seems it gained to its audience. Real... It got, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I'm thinking this Spider Verse is going to really deliver. That'd be awesome. I think being on Netflix for all those years helps too. Yes. You're right. Okay. Well, we're very hype. We'll review. Big 10 hype. Out of ten. <laughs> uh, June second, we'll be we will be seated. Uh, <laughs> we'll or maybe review. June first. Um. But you know what? We'll also be seated for, or I will at least. I assume oh, I, you will as well. Please. What am I not going to see this movie? Oh, I mean, Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm um, going to see Oppenheimer, but not first. No, unless you will. Double feature. I'm seeing Oppenheimer first, but I'll get to that. Um, okay, go on. Um, this is July 21st. The Barbie movie comes out, and we got our second teaser trailer for it. Not our first, like I guess, official trailer. Uh huh. Um. We got more of the story here. It focuses on Barbie in Barbie land as she um, exits into real world. I get, what was it called? Real? Uh, I don't I don't remember. She's driving away into like basically our world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think that what we've seen in this trailer, this teaser is still like very early in the movie. Yes. Um, because it has, so they, they still haven't shown us any of the real world at all. It's just all been Barbie land, what we've seen so far. But um, I I love everything about the trailer. The tone is incredible. The jokes are great. The cast is playing it perfectly. I love it. Yeah. Um, this is Greta Gerwig's movie, so we we trust her. You know, we do. And Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are great too. Um, I just like I love the look of Barbie Land. It looks like exactly like <laughs> yes, it's just perfectly executed. You know, it's wonderful. The beach with like the pink sand. I love that. I want to go there. I would live in this place. You're trying to go to a beach off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the someone I showed the trailer to someone at work and they didn't get that joke. And I'm wondering if oh. like I guess kids won't get it, maybe. Is that like a common phrase? No, I don't think so. In I don't it's I like don't, a British thing, right? I, I don't know. I think it's an out of date phrase regardless, but I think it's gonna yeah. go over some people's heads. I wasn't expecting two sex jokes in this trailer. Me neither. But you know what? I'm here for it. 
It is PG thirteen. Um, is it? And like, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, okay, then they're they're pushing the borders. Then they're doing their they're doing their best. It should have been R. Um, it should have been a red band trailer. Oh my god! Uh, but um, yeah, the jokes really landed for me. I'm excited to see. I think so too. Um, Issa Rae and um, Simu Liu. Uh, yes. all the different Ken it basically confirmed what we knew which is like they're all playing Ken and Barbie basically yeah they're um, all, hey Barbie hey Barbie hey Barbie <laughs> yeah I don't know what else to say like no I'm, it's great is, go watch the trailer I, for it it's really I good I can't tell if I'm more excited for this or Spider-Verse you know what they're Dylan, like they take actually, up two different parts of my brain I can't yeah, like that's that's a really hard question I you know what I would say Barbie Spider-Verse is gonna be real good I know that already but it's a sequel. Barbie is new and weird. It is more exciting in that regard, yes. Like I don't yeah. I don't I don't know what I'm getting into with this Barbie movie. Agreed. You know, I I'm so excited for it. I like the gag with like I think we should I should sleep over. <laughs> and do what? She's like, what are we gonna do? She's like, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're boyfriend will girlfriend. They, will they do the visual gag of the like flat um, No. No, you don't think so. That's too much for PG thirteen. They could. They, I mean, technically, it's not, but I think it is I, too much for like what they're going for. I think so too. I, I don't think they can get away with it. It'd be funny though. Oh, I would love it. Um, but that's. I guess that's all my news. Okay. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. I am picking Codename Ric Flair number one, uh, which is from Scout Comics, and it is a what if Ric Flair, the... Uh, Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, uh, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun was also a secret agent. <laughs> that was a lot. Hey, man. I, I didn't even do it all of it. All right. But the, but the real ones know what's it. up. Um, and it's wild. It's got actually has some pretty good covers and some good interior art. I have not gotten to read it yet, but I am excited for it. So cool. Yes. My pick is a graphic novel this week. Ooh. It is volume one of Batman. It's called Failsafe. And this is the new Chip Zdarsky run with art by Jorge Jimenez. Yes. Um, very good run as Batman and Tim Drake. And um, Zdarsky. Like a brand new, brand new villain. Super well written. Uh, the best Batman's been in a long time. I really like it. Awesome. Um, the, the software that we use to uh, pull, so, pull comics into the subscription boxes every Tuesday um, says... Z Darsky. This makes me laugh every time. Um, but anyway, so let's get into my news here. So, Dylan, did you see the big WWE and UFC news? Did you see it? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so no. I then. can't wait. It's a big change up. It's 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 weird. So they've been talking about WWE has been speculated to have been for sale. But not like they're not advertising. Companies don't normally say, hey, guys, we're open for business. Who's ready to come by us? Um, right. They were expected to sell to Saudi Arabia. Um, that didn't happen. They they've been sold to Endeavor. Uh, Endeavor Group Holdings, specifically, who also owns UFC. And William okay. Morris. <laughs> the biggest casting agency in Hollywood. Um, okay. So they're now. Endeavor is going to combine WWE and UFC into a new two, uh, $2.1 billion sports venture called TKO. Total knockout. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so it's, we don't really know what this means yet um, for what WWE will become. Um, what are the implications? We, implications are all over the place. Um, f firstly, um, Vince McMahon's back 
Um, if you remember all the unpleasantness from, well, his entire career, but um, recently yeah. when he was ousted for sexual assault and, you know, the laundry list, right? Um, and he was forced to resign and he cut a really weird promo telling on TV saying he loved everybody and thanks for watching and then bye um, and then disappeared. But he has apparently been back for the past couple of weeks um, in an executive role, not a, in any sort of like official capacity. However, with WrestleMania this past weekend, he is now back. He's writing he's writing the show again. So and hmm. changing stuff on the fly. And it's if if you thought it was bad when Vince is running it, it was going to it's going to continue to be bad. And they have also said um, Endeavor. Spokesperson Ari Emanuel, um, Ariel Emanuel said that uh, they are planning on keeping Vince uh, in place because uh, I don't I don't have the quote here, but because he's very they said something akin to he's very exciting um, or something along those lines. Are they generally more lenient on stuff like that or um, this company? I don't know. Um, but what I will say is I don't know. So I don't follow UFC at all, but I can tell you that. Um, they are, they, they don't, they don't have a good talent relations, um, reputation. Um, like they don't, they don't pay their fighters well in UFC. I know. And you fighters will stand up and request more pay and they will just drop them. Hmm. It's like, take what we give you or leave, go fight for K one or someone else, you know, go fight somewhere else. Um, unless you're Logan Paul. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's man's going to sell tickets, apparently. Um, So we don't know much about what this means. Um, We can assume that uh, my assumptions are that it's going to be pretty bad, just in general, a bad turn for the for the industry of pro wrestling, because if WWE is not succeeding, which is WWE is synonymous with pro wrestling, unfortunately, like when people who don't watch wrestling talk about wrestling they a lot of times they will say wwe and they don't know there's any other types they don't think that's it that is the only thing that wrestling is is monday night raw wwe or wwf if they're old you know that, that's what they'll call it and okay. that's it's it's like jello for gelatin right people will just say wwe and they mean wrestling and yeah. if that brand is destroyed or hurt i think that could be a big problem for other others in the industry. I hope not. I mm. hope that it can elevate brands like AEW, GCW, whatever. But I mean, all that remains to be seen. So interesting. Yeah. Real, real interesting. It's a big deal. Turn, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really big deal in the industry. And it's the WWE is the longest running promotion. You know, they have never stopped. That has never stopped. NWA is still around, but NWA is not even. That's a weird history thing. WWE is the oldest wrestling promotion, um, and they're going to not exist in the same capacity. We don't know what, when, how that's going to change, but anyway. So there's that. Um, Dylan, I'm sending you a picture here of this new Arrow video box set for two reasons: one, because I think it looks neat, and one because it's kind of an interesting gimmick. Oh, I here. saw this actually. Okay, it's really cool. Yeah. So. Enter the video store. Arrow Video is tapping into video store nostalgia with its Empire Pictures Blu-ray collection. So it's doing a Blu-ray collection box set that looks really, really cool um, of five discs of movies that are supposed to elicit the walking through the video store response of stuff that you just never would have picked up. Movies like The Dungeon Master, Dolls, I've seen that one, Cellar Dweller, (laughs) Arena, and Robot Jocks, J-O-X. And these are all new restorations too. Uh, these are all new scans, um, except for Cellar Dweller. That one's not. Everything else is a new 2K remaster from the original camera negative, which is exciting. Um, either way, this looks great. It's $100. I recommend everybody go pre-order it if you're into that type of thing. But let me tell you, what this really makes me think of is that this really tells me that Vinegar Syndrome is having a really big influence on the industry because this is the only thing that Vinegar Syndrome type uh, uh, labels release. It's just like, garbage utter garbage that you've never seen but they've remastered it lovingly in 4k and you're like what is this movie they made five of them of course i want the box set you know 
Yeah. You know, movies that, you know, video store movies. And that's that's definitely my aesthetic. So this is a really cool. Um, you going to get this? Oh, yeah. I've got it pre-ordered. Cool. And it does come with an Aero, an Aero Video membership card in there. So they're really going in with the blockbuster aesthetic. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, it is for pre-order on Amazon and all the places. If you pre-order from Aero themselves, it's uh, 79 which is cool. Good price for something like this. The box set looks really premium. Yeah. Um, I We reported recently that Eli Roth's Thanksgiving uh, is going to get mm-hmm. made into a full-length film. This has been talked about for years, ever since um, that fake trailer came out in between Grindhouse. Um, if you don't know, Grindhouse was, these, was, these, uh, was this movie or project done by Robert Rodriguez, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, and they each, they made two movies that were in the 70s, grindhouse style, you know, drive-in theater, gut, uh, you know, guns, blood, guts, nudity type of stuff. Um, and they were released back-to-back in theaters, and they had a bunch of genre filmmakers make trailers for fake movies, fake horror movies or fake genre movies that were inserted in between them. And it was a big, like, five-hour experience. And it was great. I saw it in theaters. It was really cool. And one of the standouts was Eli Roth, who did Hostel. He made a movie, a trailer for a movie called Thanksgiving, because there's never really been a Thanksgiving horror film. There's a ton of other holidays, but Thanksgiving never got one. But as we reported a couple of weeks ago, it's going to happen. And today we have a date, November 17th, 2023. It is coming to theaters. So 20, soon. This year. I know. Well, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. You know, how, how hard can it be to make? Um, <laughs> we don't have a trailer for it other than the one that came out, you know, 10 years ago. Um, we don't have anything else other than it's starring Patrick Dempsey, Addison Ray, Jalen Thomas Brooks, Milo Manheim, and Neil Verlack. Oh, and what, uh, what a G- and Gina Gershon. Uh, Very random. Who's it, producing it? Like uh, what? what solid. Production? Oh, what company? Um, Spyglass. Okay. And TriStar. Yeah, and he hasn't. Eli Roth has not had a theatrically released movie in a long time either, because he had some pretty big failures. Um, some pretty big failures after Hostel and Hostel Two. Actually, if Hostel Two be was like a, a limited release thing, or if it'll be. I, I hope not, because I really do want to see it. Um, I'll I'll give you the deadline um, tagline here. Um, deadline reminds us that Thanksgiving trailer presented the gory teaser about a pseudo movie in which a slasher makes his own carving board out of the inhabitants of a Massachusetts town that makes a big annual fuss over the annual Turkey day. One of the pivotal scenes involves Roth himself separated from his head while in the throes. Uh, well, we'll skip that. Um, it was popular <laughs> for plans to be formulated to make a feature like the film. Um, but it's been 50, wow, 15 years. So we'll see. We'll keep you updated uh, on all the, um, thanksgiving news so it's exciting maybe you can even see it on thanksgiving that's 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 the dream um i have two more i have two more things uh actual little trailers here oh you know what i have one thing that i forgot to mention um now i'll save it for the review um two trailers here there's a documentary coming out called george a romero's resident evil obviously that doesn't make any sense because right he's a filmmaker and those are well, there's also Resident Evil films, but you know what I mean. Um, so this is a documentary that's coming out very soon about a doomed project or a lost project, if you will. Um, apparently, George A. Romero submitted a treatment or a script that he wrote for the first Resident Evil film and Capcom rejected it, which is interesting. Um, hmm. they, they rejected. So Romero wrote the draft of the script within six weeks, uh, that he basically retold the story of the first resident evil, um, game and, but Capcom rejected it. Um, it said, they said it's face. It was faithful to the source, ma- source material, but they went shopping for another director and they, yeah. So why did they, why did they reject it? We never knew. Um, they said the script wasn't good. So Romero was fired. Um, <laughs> Other than that, that's all we know. So, but that's so interesting. Like, you would think that that would be a direction they would have wanted to take, right? Um, so, we have an interesting documentary or potentially interesting, doc- interesting documentary about this. What did you think about that trailer, Dylan? It seems fun. I like movies like this or documentaries like this. Um, yeah. It seems like a no brainer. Um, 
It seems like it just that's how but you sell tickets, right? There's got to be a reason. So I'm like, how to, bad could it have been? Like, I'm interested to find out. Like, George A. Romero, look, is the big name in zombie cinema. However, he does have some absolute stinkers. So there is that. So I guess we'll see. This movie comes out pretty soon. Um, I don't have the release date right in front of me, but it's coming out in the next month or two. Um, I'll let you know if I have any more details about it. I wanna, However, I just like I just want to find out why it happened. You know, it's like if right, like it's did like he if we heard in then? ten years that the Russo brothers wanted to make a Iron Man four, and Disney was like, nah. You know, it's like, well, wait, why? Why? What, like, what was right. the reason? Right? Like, do they have the script? Um, I don't know. I don't. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have the script. If the documentarians have the script or not, but I would imagine the they probably do. Is killing me. They probably do. I, I feel like you you have to do that to make the movie. Otherwise, you're just interviewing a bunch of executives who maybe remember reading a script 25 years ago you know i want to point out that i wasn't equating the russo brothers to george you know abramir i was like equating like the top in the superhero genre to well, you know well, what yeah. i mean That's well, i mean I george saying. abramir is a more important director than the russos Had i was kidding i was kidding at first but i'm actually not because night of the living dead is actually a very important film in yeah. cinema history I, um, I i i agree with that <laughs> but I realized Which, how it came out. I had to correct myself. I was like, "Wait, that's not the connection I was trying to make." I was just saying, like the big superhero directors, you know? the big zombie directors. All right. Yeah. So, last trailer. We got a big one, Dylan. We got a big <gasps> one. Bo is afraid. Another the sec- one. The second trailer. Although the first one, I would have said, is a, t- a bit of a teaser because it gave us absolutely nothing. True. Um, <laughs> Did this and- one give us more? No, but it gave okay. us more vibes and weirdness. Um, so we we have um, the latest official plot synopsis, which is a paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother in this bold and ingeniously depraved new film from writer-director Ari Aster. Um, and look, I'm not going to sit here and try to decipher this trailer. There's no point. I, I watched it twice. Um, it's great. It's going to be phenomenal. I don't know what it's about. I think his mom's evil. I don't know. Sure. Some bad, maybe. Uh, I, all I know is that we love MW Corporation. And we do. Everything I, is perfectly safe. It perfectly, it's perfectly safe. Yeah, I've been getting all those emails. And I have my hat. <laughs> We're ambassadors. Uh, yeah, we are. Everyone knows. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so did you, we, we did can't you like the trailer too, Dylan? Yeah, the vibes are really cool. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to like dissect anything because it's like. What do you say? Almost if he stitched together a bunch of music videos and like, like what's that about? You know, um, right. I but can't tell even if it's scary or funny or or right. I don't know what the tone is even. I I know the Walking Phoenix is in it. So um, I I have a question. Ari Aster in 2011 directed a short film called Bo. Is this related yeah, to that? It is. Yeah, but that was like okay. taken down from everywhere, and you can't watch it anymore. Okay, well, okay, interesting. I kind of have to see that now. Yeah, it has something to do with that, but I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, he hasn't missed yet from his two his two films. Yeah, I expect this to be great. They did early. They did those um, surprise screenings of it. Did you hear about those? Yes, I did. Um, people thought they were going to go see Midsummer, and then they're like, "Surprise, you're seeing." But was, was afraid early. And then, like, the director and Joaquin Phoenix were there. And this was, like, at one of the screenings, obviously. But um, the reactions and the letterbox reviews are pretty wild. And don't tell me anything about what to expect either. Of course. Um, but people are generally pretty mind-blown. So I know to, like, expect something at least, you know, to feel something, which I'm ready for, you know? I'm, I cannot wait. I hope. This is everything I wanted more. It's gonna. It's coming out April twenty first. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Go watch this trailer. I hope. I hope we don't. We don't get another one that like explains it. I probably won't watch another one. I think you're right. We're so close to the finish line, you know. Yeah, I mean, what what else do we need? Like, we're what, sold. Right. I'm. I'm going. So we were. We were sold with no trailer, but exactly. But anyway, let's hear about all those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. 
All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back and we are going to review Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Full spoilers for D&D Honor Among Thieves. Uh, there's not like a ton to spoil, really. There's some cameos and some surprises. So if you don't want to know about that uh, or you don't want to know how it ends, then, you know, goodbye. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you next week. Um, but anyway, you've been warned. So Dylan, D&D, the film. Yeah, it's here. The movie Honor that we've been dumping thieves. on for uh, a long time. Yeah, years we've, at this point. It years, feels like. years. Um, well, okay. I will say up to this point, there's never been a good D&D movie. They've all been terrible. Even the animated True. series is not good. It's, I mean, people look back and remember it fondly because of, you know, nostalgia and whatnot, but that's not good either. Yeah. I, there's never been the, the best D&D movie is Critical Role. <laughs> like that's the best, like, D, which is just people playing D&D, but it's professional voice actors. So it's like. That's as good as you're going to get. So, were you excited for this movie? So, you saw this movie a long time ago, actually, relatively. Yeah, I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Um, They've been so doing like, like so many like pre-screenings for this thing. Yeah, they did so many screenings. They premiered it at South by Southwest, and then they basically had like weekly opportunities to see it early. Since then, we got a we got like through Bedrock a press screening thing. Um, and we went to that. It was really nice. And um, I wasn't, I mean, as y'all know, I wasn't like too excited, but then I did say on the podcast before I saw it, like I've been hinting <laughs> anyway, I, I think I predicted publicly to you that it would be good, right? Yeah, you did. Because we we talked about how it was premiering at a festival and how that was a good, a good sign and the early screenings and how that was a good sign. And then um, the high Rotten Tomato score came out and that was even more promising. So I was like, more excited to see it by the time I actually saw it. But um, I would say I was largely a hater uh, for the past, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. all the trail, all the trailers leading up to it. I absolutely agree with you. We dumped on that first trailer. I hated that first trailer. It looked silly. It, and it didn't look good. It looked like it was going to be not funny and whatever. Um, but I like you was a hater for years. And then <laughs> after I see all the positive reactions, I'm like, Am I wrong? Well, actually, no. You know what? Before we saw reactions, you called it first that before we before anybody said, hey, this movie's good. You said they're putting it at South by Southwest as like a right. feature headline. Big deal yeah. movie. Th they don't just do that with junk. Yeah, you only prepare movies at festivals, a movie that's been made and spent a lot of money on and is like. You know, it, right. if it's not like a little indie movie, you're not trying to sell people it. to see. Yeah. If it's something like this, then you only premiere at a festival to get positive word of mouth. You know, if you right. have a stinker, you're not going to show it to anyone until it comes out. Right. So it was definitely a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Um, I had a great time with this movie. Um, So I saw it this past week. So it's a little bit more fresh for me. But um. I'll You'll have say, to carry me through some of the events and the lore because I was a little lost. For okay, some parts. I was going to ask, like, so all, all of the lore dump parts were very boring to me because I know all of it. Like when they're talking about the 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 wizards of the Thay and for you know, the Forgotten Realms, this and they're the spine of the world, that and whatever, whatever. Like, I'm curious, like, 
I, oh, it wasn't sounded, boring to me. Okay, it, it sounded it sounded really jargony to me. I mean, it is very jargony, but I it it sounded very like um uh poorly written, I should say, like um maybe like um an as you know Bob type of dialogue, but I I I couldn't really tell because I know it all, so it all sounds that way to me. Did you did you get that read? Okay, it's kind Was of complicated. It... it didn't bother me. I appreciated it. Because like if they just kind of like didn't explain anything, that would be a little that would be worse in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to explain my my overall vibe of the movie to answer that. Okay, which sure. Is that like I don't think it's like necessarily like a good movie. It's just like a lot of fun and like charming, and that it's like a bad movie that turned out good or like really right. entertaining. It's, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, you know what you're right. Like it it has no rights to be that enjoyable. Um, so, it should never have been this enjoyable. Yeah, so I was able to overlook things like that because that was never going to be done well anyway. You know what right. I mean? Like the effects weren't were never going to be amazing. The the dialogue was never going to be amazing. You know, like all these right. things was like so, not something I went in expecting. So it was it didn't bother me. Sure. Okay. Um, and and I would agree with you. I think. Um, so okay, I'll I'll make a counterpoint to to what you just said and that I also echo and agree with. So why is it okay for us to quote unquote, turn our brain off and have fun with something like this. But then when Shazam is bad and has bad dialogue, do we, is it because we expect more from Shazam? No, not for me. Um, For me, this one had stakes that I cared about. Um, it had believable characters, even though their dialogue was clunky. It had like characters that um like followed the rules of the universe and what with what each character would do. So they were well written in that way. It was also well acted. And I like actually cared about what was gonna happen to certain people. I actually and, liked Mich- uh, Michelle Rodriguez's performance. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she was really good. Um I just cared about the plot, you know, I cared about the emotional arc of Chris Pine's character and I know, um, like I, the technical I, aspects can be the same over a couple of movies, but if the script is way better in one, then it's just gonna be better. You know what I mean? Right. I I agree with you. That's a, that's a very good analysis because that's 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 how I feel too. I feel like um, I had a lot of fun with this movie, and I think everybody knew what movie they were in. You know, yeah. Um, which is which helps. Um, and I'll tell you one of the people that I thought I was going to be most annoyed with, I actually liked a whole lot. And that was Hugh Grant. He was I, fun. Yeah. I thought I was going to hate Hugh Grant in this movie. I, I also thought I was going to hate Chris Pine in this movie. Um, but Hugh Grant, I'll tell you. So Dylan, for those that you don't know, Dylan doesn't play D and D and hasn't really played. You, you did one session of the green Knight with, <laughs> uh, with me and some people over discord, but you've never really been a D and D person. Uh, right. But I will tell you, Hugh Grant's dialogue, it he talked like a player. Like, he talked like a player. He was so stupid. Um, but he clearly has a high intelligence, you know. Uh, but he just has bonehead dialogue and stupid ideas. And I'll say, um, as silly as some of this movie might have been, it really emulated a group of players playing as a, a, a game and coming up with scenarios that or plans, the ways to solve a problem that are just like, what? That's the, that's the plan. That's what you're, that's what you're doing. When you say there's the DM to someone like that's, I've given you a very obvious mm-hmm. solution. You're not going to do, you're going to, you're going to storm the castle. Okay. All right, cool. You know? Yeah, And I think, I think maybe like part of the reason for that, like beyond just like the gameplay is that, it felt like it was made by people who were like having a lot of fun and like genuinely like loved the thing that they were making. You know what yep. I mean? And like wanted to give us something good, which is like, like this might be a bad comparison, but that's, that's part of, I think what the charm is with the fast and the furious movies is like, sure. those people just seem like they're having a blast and don't, and like are just trying to make something really fun for us, you know? Whereas like Shazam, they seemed like borderline disdain for what they were making, you know, absolutely. Like, we, we have to do this. So we're getting like, paid, okay? It seemed like friends hanging out playing a game in a way. You know what I mean? I agree. Well, so I had this in my news, but I didn't I said I was going to save it for the for the uh, review. Um there's a little video that came out 
Um, you can see it on Nerdist or I don't know everywhere probably. Um, but it's a it's a little minute video of the the cast of the film playing D and D together. Uh, not Hugh Grant; he wasn't there for that. Um, but everybody else was, and it's okay. The video barely shows them playing D and D. Um, it's them sitting around. It looks like um a script read table, but they've all got they've got maps, they've got minis, they've got character sheets and dice. They've got a DM over Zoom. Um, and this was the first time playing for a lot of these actors. And this was their pre-production day one was, according to the video, was them playing D&D. And, the rehearsals, yeah. Yeah. And I think that really helped. Because you, you, if you don't know, you might just expect a regular fantasy thing. And that's not what you should. That's not the vibe of what a and d product should be. It should get the table experience. Because that's what the game is. The game is the table experience and having fun with your friends. I agree. And it looked like they had a hoot. And I would love to see the whole the whole let's play. Like Michelle Rodriguez was getting mad at her stats and was like, well, I have a plus zero, so like I can't do anything here. You know. Um, it looked like a ton of fun. And they were all laughing and so go check out that little tiny clip. Uh, maybe maybe they will release a longer form video of it, but um from the DVD. Yeah, right. Uh for the for the for the four K. But um anyway, so I man, I really like this movie. Uh so oh you know what? L- let me tell you this, Dylan. Did you are you aware of the Owlbear controversy? Yes. You are? Actually, yes. I saw someone complaining about it on Twitter. Okay. So I don't, if, I don't really understand what they were complaining about though. Okay, so I forgive me if this is too um in the weeds with how explaining D D, okay? I apologize in advance. Um so the Sophia Lillis's character, I I don't remember any of the characters' names. They're all Doric. Sure. All right. Um, I have them up. She's a she's a druid. And there is a certain type of druid um that can use something called wild shape, where you can turn into animals specifically animals and not monsters so like you can't wild shape into a dragon because a dragon is classified as a monster according to the rules um okay because druids are connected with nature is the sort of gimmick there and based on the, the skill level of the druid turn you know like you, when you're brand new you could turn into like a rat or a toad or you know whatever but like the better you do you can do a big bear or you know other other stuff big okay. big things spiders giant spiders whatever um, but owlbears are classified as monsters in the monster manual. And so technically you cannot wild shape into an owlbear because it's a okay. monster. And if you, if you haven't seen D and D don't, and you don't know what an owlbear is, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a big bear with feathers in the beak. Uh, it's an owlbear. Okay. Um, so they, they quote unquote broke the rules of D and D. However, it, it serves the story very well. And it's such a stupid rules distinction that like anybody who's actually mad about that is needs to get over it. Um, and they did <laughs> wizards of the coast released uh, an unearthed arcana, which is their sort of downloadable content. If you will, their free DLC on their website to allow wizards to shift into owlbears now. So okay. it is now in the rules. So that was, that was the owlbear controversy. Well, but, well, if that's the controversy of this movie, they're doing okay. Right. Yeah, they didn't get the rules right. Um, and there was a little cameo in the movie from the animated cast. It was pretty cool. Oh, like the other team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the one of the teams that was in the uh, the maze at the end was Hyde was concerned about them, whether or not they lived. I think it looks like they died. Oh, I'm sure they know. died. <laughs> it appears that way, right? Oh, they definitely died. They went the way the where it was like if we go that way we'll die and we go this way we'll live and we didn't see them again so right um I I don't know how to pronounce it. um the the guy oh, whose name right. is French uh last name Page uh Reg Reg Jean Page Jean Page yeah yes okay thank you Reg Jean Page well he was my favorite yep. he was great he was he really was, good he I wish there's more of it he was phenomenal. Uh, and again, he played it like a player who was told, "This is how your character acts." And you go, "Okay, this you're you're very yeah. literal. You're like Drax." They did they did the Drax bit, 
but it felt fresh with him. Yeah, he was great you know, in Bridgerton. Yeah. Oh, that's and right. I've never seen Bridgerton. He's in like consideration for Bond also. Oh, um, really? He's my fan cast for Cyclops. I think he'd be really good because he's got like the oh, that's like, boring dude energy, you know? Yes. But, like, in, a, in a charismatic way. Um, but yeah, he was great. I thought, um, I don't know. It's hard to like, it's hard for me to pick standouts because like, I, I thought like the <laughs> the core four uh you know like the main yeah the the team were all like really good in their own way i I love sophia lillis already we we really like her so um gone too soon um i thought justice smith was really good too yes michelle rodriguez was like at her best i think this was like this Uh, this seemed like for her this is the best i've seen her in since girl fight which came out like before fast and furious i think i think like it makes me wish they would give her more to do in fast and furious you know yeah like she was good in this. I love that her and Bradley Cooper, the gnome. Well, that too. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I like. I, I love that. that was a good bit. Um, I was surprised that they kept that a secret, but I um, know that was that was that was cool to see. I and I, I love that they didn't tease at all that she's gonna go meet a gnome, that her ex is a gnome. Um, Apparently, that was like added late. Um, which I can kind of see. It seems a little disappointed. Oh, yeah. like, well, let's stop here. And we'll never go there again, you know, but um, that's kind of what the whole movie was. So it, it seemed fine. But yeah, I liked that her and um, how's, what's the main guy's name? Chris Pine. Ed, 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 yeah, him. Edgen. I like that they had like a strictly platonic relationship. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, please don't turn this into they really get married. Mom and dad, your new mommy and daddy. I was like, please don't do that. Um, yeah. But they were just friends and it was so refreshing. You know, they are. Awesome, I know. But I didn't. Okay, I, I have one like complaint, and it's like very minor about this movie. I have okay. a few like uh, like technical, of course, things, but well, yeah, but story like, wise, movie. I wasn't like crazy about the Simon and Doric like romance little storyline thing. Oh, not at all. Um, and like my 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 complaint is that you have like Michelle Rodriguez and Justice Smith and Sophia Lillis, like all these like queer right actors and stuff and, you, and like everyone in this movie straight is like there's no way like I, this is the gayest team right in my opinion ever and absolutely like, no they all they're all straight and it's like hmm okay oh, if i buy that but at this <laughs> I, time some clear actors take some straight roles so it was okay i'm fine with it <laughs> i i know i agree with that that's a that's a good assessment i think um any one of them could have been gay you know i'd be like yeah you know yeah of course um Except chris pine yeah i wouldn't buy that um, but I didn't like their romance. Did you have any connection no, to that? To, yeah. I, it, it, I forgot about it until you brought it up. It's so it's so background. Like it doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah, I would have taken that out. Yeah, well, I think my it, favorite. What was your favorite like sequence in the movie? Like action um, sequence or comedy? Action, I, I think my favorite sequence in the movie is. Um, I I really liked the the maze sequence. I thought that was really good. That was great. I, I thought it was really well done. It's hard to pick one because they're all they're all good. Like, and they're all I, like extremely different, which I and, appreciated. And Dylan, I I keep saying it, but like their plan was a player plan. Like they're gonna do this stupid thing, and then they're gonna go in a make a portal to go in the blimp and rain money on the crowd to draw them out. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But like, if this was you know fantasy film, the movie that'd be so stupid. <laughs> but in Dungeons and Dragons, it's great. Because that is exactly what players do. They come up with the most cornball crap to to win the win the day. It was appreciated when it wouldn't work, like their whole thing with the painting and putting the portal on the painting. Yes. It's like we spent so much time on that, and then it kind of looks just like flopped. You know, I, I appreciated that. that. That was hilarious. Um, like I, I have a like. There's a story I tell regularly about like when I was running a game for some people, and they were trying to get into this door of a castle. And they're watching the door and they start casting spells on it and throwing things at it and trying to pick the, you know, all sorts of things. They hadn't tried it to see if it was unlocked. They just assumed it was. And so they, we spent an hour at the table of them trying to get through this unlocked door. <laughs> uh, and then they eventually say, Hey, they realized, Hey, we haven't tried. Is the door unlocked? The door springs open with great ease. You enter the building. <laughs> And they're like, oh, I see. Got it. And that and that is what D D is. It's like, and this movie captured it very, very well. 
I liked the um I don't know what like any of the worlds are called. Of course. Uh but like what the area with like the fat dragon. I appreciated <laughs> Oh I appreciated yeah. that dragon. Okay. I love the Is fat that a dragon. thing in D D or fat, fat dragons? No. I don't um, know. You could say anything and I would believe it. Um, I will say though that I do disagree from this is the most like push your glasses up on your nose, uh, and um actually, but that they they said they were going to the underdark, and that's not what the underdark looks like. The, under, the underdark is bioluminescent greens and purples. Um like if you Google D D underdark, that is not where they went. <laughs> Um, that it's they like went hell basically. Yeah, they they yeah they they went to it looks like they went to the abyss or yeah. something. Oh, uh, well, this D and D hell. But yeah, other than that, I know I I I was actually really excited for them to go to the Underdark. Um, I'm sorry, but because I love the Underdark, um, which is like the but, subterranean place where all the 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 dark elves live and etc. I'm sending a picture, Dylan. That's the Underdark. Um. Oh yeah, that was well. It kind of looked like that. This is about the buildings and the different color palette. So really, yeah, well, not look, the color rocks. palette is it though? Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that's very different. Yeah, um, but and and you know what? I was expecting a cameo. This is will mean nothing to you. I was expecting a Drizzt Warden cameo, and we didn't get one. Drizzt Warden is the Mary Sue of of D and D. He's I everywhere. actually know Drizzt. That's yes. the only one. Yeah. He's the only you. person you'd ever know. Drizzt Orden. He is he's got like 40 books written about him. He's in everything. He is the Luke Skywalker Mary Sue of Forgotten. He'll Realms. be in the next one. I I he's got really good stories. All right. Like there's some really good Drizzt stories out there. But I'm also glad this wasn't a Drizzt movie. Because those are serious. <laughs> You know okay. what I mean? Like yeah, those we are don't like that. those aren't played for laughs. Makes sense. Um, I'm but trying to think if there's anything else. I liked like, even though maybe that wasn't the most accurate. I thought the world building was really good. Like, I did too. I believed I too. where they were. They showed us like sweeping landscapes and like how things related to each other and what direction and where they were traveling. And it's like I wasn't like very confused and foggy about what was happening. You know. Which is what I think would be easy to do in a D and D movie, right? I agree because they didn't get too bogged down into directions and geography. They just sort of like, oh well, they're over here or they're over there. You know, it's not like super crucial as to where things are located. Uh, and they gave you enough detail so that the the big dorks like myself would be happy when they say things like Baldur's Gate or whatever. All um, oh, right. I have a question for you, Dylan. So when in the very beginning of the movie, actually one of my more favorite sequences was very in the very beginning where they're before the council pleading for their innocence or Jonathan. For, yes. Oh my God. When they were, they're Love trying that. to, when they're waiting for Jonathan. <laughs> uh, so, but Chris Pine tells everybody why they're waiting for Jonathan. And they said, it's because he's an Aarakocra. And I know what this means. I was like, Oh, they're waiting for the bird man to fly them out of prison. But I was no like, idea. what did you think you were going to get when Jonathan came in? Like a human, like the, yeah. a friend or something. I like, thought oh, maybe that was like a group of people who right, right, right. So would like, side with them or something. I don't know. Right. But so I, maybe I know it worked better on, on noobs. I'm spending, the, I'm spending the whole time. No, no, no. I loved it though. But I'm spending the whole time waiting. Oh, waiting for waiting. They're really waiting for their bird guy to come in. <laughs> and I love Eric Okra so much. They're so stupid. Um, I now also never let players play Aarakocra because they're unfair. Shout out to the lady on the the council who kept yelling Jonathan. She was great. Her deliveries were <laughs> nothing about Jonathan, like just over and over. <laughs> I had um, a great time with this movie. But my favorite, other than that comedy sequence, I really liked the um, like when they were bringing back the like the corpses. Oh my god! Um, and they had like yes. a few questions to ask them. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> And and it didn't get stale. I was expecting it to get stale. I think if they'd done it one more time, it would have been too much. They walked right up to the line and then stopped, which I appreciate it. Yes, they they didn't they didn't cross it, which I appreciate. It was very good. So these let's are the directors that were oh, like the did, people who yeah. wrote Game Night, and I really liked that movie. I didn't um, see I that. Thought, I thought that was really funny. So I like I definitely see their stamp here. I would like to see more from them. Definitely. Let's let's rate this movie, Dylan. Okay. Um I'll go first. I waffled between three and a half and four, but I'm going with four because I had a I had a real good time with this movie. 
Um, if you don't know, we rate movies based on the letterbox score. It's a uh, half stars up to five. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going, I'm going with four stars. Yeah. I think this is the type of movie we need more of, you know, like it wasn't like demanding like a moral dilemma or anything nope. like crazy, which I do love those movies. They have their place, but like everyone in our auditorium was having a blast. Um, it was definitely like the Marvelification of TND, but like of course the best of Marvel, like in a good way. Um, and it's like exactly what I wanted to see, so I gave it a four as well. Awesome, I loved it. I had a great time with this movie, and if there is a really cool edition in the future, I will probably buy it. You know, are you gonna read the prequel novel? Uh, no. Now that I you've seen I, it, I don't. I don't think I'll be doing that, Dylan. Fake fan. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but, um, I guess that's going to do it for us this week. Stay tuned next week. I think we're going to be talking about, uh, everyone's favorite plumber. Mario. Yeah, that's right. Mario comes out this week at the goofy midnight releases. Yeah, we won't be at that, but I'll see you on Thursday. Absolutely. But anyway, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.